This is Michigan's retirement coach, Mike Douglas. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike to ask him questions about things you can be working on now in effort to better prepare for your financial future retirement years, the goals you have for those years. That's what Mike and his team are here to help you figure out. Lifeplanwealth.com is where to go to begin your own conversation with Mike and his team. Again, it's lifeplanwealth.com. So thinking about favorite, well, we've actually had this conversation when it comes to your leisurely time and what you listen to, you listen to talk radio and podcasts and news of that sort. You don't really, you don't ever kick back with like, when you get home, like a big thing for my husband and me in the evening when we get home from work, it's like there's Spotify as a dinner jazz playlist. It's really good. FYI, (laughs) playlists to download, listen to, subscribe to, because it's great because it's like good background music. Nothing? No. no, you're like, I don't, Heather, this is not my I got speed. four kids. You I don't know. Have, it's just, it's, you know. <laughs> it's a different world. Trust me, I would take some dinner jazz. <laughs> over. Uh, over the chaos. The, I was that, about to say the Disney songs that I'm sure ring, <laughs> ring Or just true. the the escalating conversations. Again, it's like, <laughs> and I always go through this back and forth with uh-huh. my wife. I'm like, one day we're going to miss these voices yep. at the table. Gonna and we're going to be really sad that they're going to be gone. Yep. But today they're wearing me out. That's not, that's not this day. <laughs> today is not the day when I when I will miss it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No. It's it, yeah. It's good. All right. Well, thinking about jazzy music and also family life and the happiness and joy it brings to all of us. We recently lost Tony Bennett, one of the greats. Whether or not you listen to his music, you can't deny that Tony Bennett is one of the greats in the music world. One of his hit songs was titled "The Good Life." But it turns out, despite what we think of him and see and know of him, this was not what was going on behind the scenes. His life seemed full, but everything was not good. Back in the early 1980s, he actually hit a major rough patch. His popularity had dropped off. He was struggling with depression and drug addiction. He actually owed the IRS $2 million in back taxes. You wonder how somebody like Tony Bennett and gets into this space. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you, and then you have to realize it's like, well, who was, who was surrounding him? That's the first thing I think about. It's like, who was watching out for this guy while he was out there doing all the work? Right. So he then decided to hire his son to be his manager. And the flourishing began. The legend returned to the stage. He did the talk show circuit. He appeared in movies and TV shows He began to record duets with other famous singers. I remember a big thing in the 90s was the MTV Unplugged. And Tony Mm -hmm. Bennett did MTV Unplugged. (laughs) It was so cool. Uh, He was back, to say the least. And he later said of his son, quote, I realize how fortunate I am to have someone who is truly looking out for my best interest and is not just in it for the money. And there is so much thought and feeling behind that sentiment because the truth is not everybody can trust their kids as much as they would want to and they love them they can't trust their kids to think about it with that mindset but when it comes to this sentiment this feeling this is I believe fully what you can identify with and how you approach what you do and dealing with your clients is it not yeah, I think there's a couple elements inside this. First, I want to go back to kind of the comment that, and you make, and everybody makes it like, how can you possibly fall millions of dollars behind with the IRS? You know, yeah. obviously Tony was brilliant. Right. I mean, he was a genius in an element of life. At what he did so well, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, and to be an artist, to be a performer, a musician, an entertainer, you have this 
portion of your brain that is gifted and triggered and turned on beyond what the rest of us can possibly understand. Yep. And that generally comes at the cost of another portion of your brain, you know, 100%. like you're creative, you're artistic, you, the idea of a spreadsheet or a business meeting just makes it's you curl up thing. in a ball, mm-hmm. you know? And so for him, I'm sure during all that process, he had financial managers. He had people who he thought were looking out for him or the worst element would be to think that you've got it all under wraps, just not being self-actualized enough to understand that you have weak spots and you have, you can't do all things. Yeah. And so for a lot of these people who become very successful, the vast majority of people do it the right way. And so we always think of, you hear these random stories of athletes or musicians who don't, but think of the hundreds and thousands of them who make tons of money and never make the news for things going wrong. Right. It just goes to show one or two bad people in your circle could really screw some stuff up for you. One bad apple ruins the whole batch, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. It's like for him to owe $2 million in back taxes seems like a lot, but when you're living the lifestyle and the scale and bringing in the revenue he's bringing in, yeah. it's kind of like the rest of us owing 20 grand. Okay. Like it's a Which number. It's still a lot of money. It's a number. But it's, it's all about relativity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, the 2 million could be three or four years of screwed up tax filings, not even not paying them, but not paying enough. Got it. So, but to know that is that he's, he's just trusting some people who either were specifically lying or not out for his best interest. And then he brings family in. Um, and I always think of the Michael Scott quote uh, from the office. Mm-hmm. He goes, they say it's a bad idea to hire your friends. So I hired my best friends. You know? <laughs> 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 so um, To bring in family, you're really rolling the dice because you could have it go one way or the other. Yeah. And he trusted his son and that relationship began before that moment. And so he brings in his son who then literally says, no, we're going to do it the right way. And we're going to protect your legacy, not just get you back even, but get you back to who you are, what you're called to be, what your life is destined for and flourish. And so he was able to do that. And you see the result of trust and family kind of coming together. Yeah. And someone who says, no, 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 I know they have my back because they always have. Yeah. We see this a lot when we talk about legacy planning, when you plan out how your money is going to be transferred, how you're going to live out your days, who's going to be the beneficiary, who's going to be the trustee, or who's going to be the executor of your will. All these things, trust is a huge factor. And so when you have a support system around you of people who are in your best interest, family, lawyers, financial advisors, whoever it is, Mm -hmm. you want people who aren't, I mean, obviously when your professional services you have to keep the doors open and the roof on, you know I mean? Like you have yep. to make money, yep. but at the same time, you know, there's the Bible says that workers are worth their wages. So if they provide good services, then they should be paid. But right. at the same time, they have to be looking out for you. Right. So he found that out the hard way for people who weren't. Yeah. And then it was able to, to, before it got out of control, make the turnaround and bring it back for individuals. Now, most people aren't dealing with $2 million in back taxes, but, nor are they dealing with a staff of people all around them handling their money. Right. And so now it's a matter of you are handling your taxes and maybe the guy at H&R Block right. or, you know, maybe the gal, at, you know, wherever you go, Liberty Tax or anywhere else. Yeah. And they're doing their best, but it's not a working relationship. And so you need to have people who are actively pursuing your greater good making sure you're moving in the right direction. We deal with this a lot with families, with clients who come in and they say, I want to have this, this, that, and we work to make it happen. But making sure that you have 
an ecosystem around you of people, you know, having a financial advisor, having a CPA, having an elder law attorney or an attorney who's on your side and making sure that those people are all communicating and working together. Mm-hmm. We literally had someone who stopped in our office this morning. And when, when you do what we do, professional services, again, in those same areas, we deal oftentimes with people who may be aging a little bit. And then we're dealing with their kids or nieces who are now powers of attorney and yeah. working on their behalf. And so we have these quite a bit where we have a client who she also works with an elder law attorney that we know and her power of attorney came in and said, Hey, we need to do this and this for her plan and make some adjustments to withdrawals and all of that, Mm -hmm. which at the service level seems not a big deal. But when it's someone coming in saying, Hey, I'm power of attorney for Heather, right? And I want to make these changes to the plan. You know, even with all the right documentation, you still just have to make sure. So we reach out to the elder law attorney and to the CPA, say, hey, heads up, here's what we're being told to do. And we all have the same recollection, the same everything. And so we all said, yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. And we make sure we get the people taken care of. Yeah. But having that team around you that can help make sure that when these things go on, you're protected. And this is for our client who's 85. Yeah. So she's struggling to keep track of all these things. And so she has a team of people who make sure that everybody working around here is all, you know, on the up and up. So, yeah, having that team of people who work together, it all begins with these conversations where you start understanding the things that you need to know and have planned out. The average person says, "Okay, when I die, who gets my house and who gets my money and all that? And that's part of it. Mm -hmm. But there's also strategies and conversations you need to have to make sure that they don't go through probate. They're not being tied up in the court system. They're not being feed or taxed unnecessarily. And so those all start with these conversations. And we tell people all the time, if you go to our website, lifeplanwealth.com, there's a button on there that says start your retirement roadmap today. Mm -hmm. And we think of retirement roadmap. A lot of times we think, well, what stocks do I own and how do I get money? But there's also this element of how do I protect everything we've worked hard to build? How do I make sure that if something happens to us or, you know, our taxes are paid, that our estate plans wrapped up, all these different elements that all go into a successful plan, it all starts with that conversation. So we always encourage people to click that button, start the retirement roadmap conversation so we can make sure we ask you those questions to keep your family protected. Again, that's life plan com. You can also find links to the website in the episode notes when you are listening to the podcast. Thinking about the family element that we're bringing up here, though, the idea of Tony Bennett working with his son and how not all families work so cohesively together. We have talked a lot about your family. You're growing up as a military kid, your relationship with your dad. So I just, you know, own personal kind of curiosity here, understanding how the the relationship between your parents with you, how that's played out into this career path of yours. Yeah. Well, every family handles these things differently. Um, So I think of my dad's family. We always joke that they handle all estate planning via email, that it's very calm. There's not a lot of sentiment involved. Right. And so like professional transactional. Yeah. And so like when, when my grandfather died and then my grandma died, um, when it came to foot in the bill for the, the funeral and the burial and all that stuff, it was all handled over email. Uh, we lived in Michigan. A lot yeah. of my family's from Maryland. Yeah. And so they just said, hey, just so you know, we're all chipping in and here's the portion. And everybody said, okay. And they did it. There was no family meeting. There was no, you know, tribe of elders getting together. It okay. was just, yeah, yeah. it was basic. My mom's side, it's much more of a get together family. It's much more of a, let's all get in the room and talk about it and figure it all out. And so it's a completely different process. Huh. And there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. You know, email oftentimes has no context or subtlety or 
there's no layers to it, you know, where a regular conversation in person, you can really communicate some things. And I always say a lot about just the texting world we live in is that a text can be completely misinterpreted when it's received. It's like you didn't hear that person's tone. You have no idea right? what was actually behind that message. Oh, yeah. And so that's where it's interesting on both sides. You know, my wife's family, when they've gone through their estate planning issues, you know, good and bad, you know, no parent wants their legacy after they're gone to be kids fighting and never talking again. That's right. You want to make sure that the things you do, because there's nothing more and more people as they get towards the end of their life, they look back and say, money's whatever my family's everything. And so your spouse, your nieces, nephews, kids, whomever you have, it's this idea that what was it all for? And what is my legacy at the end? And so if at the end of my life, if I've done all these things and helped all these people, but because I didn't communicate well with my kids and building a proper estate plan, I die, Kimberly dies, and they end up fighting and hating each other over it. Mm-hmm. What the heck? I mean, why are we even doing this stuff? So yep. on the other hand, if you have great open dialogue, properly plan things, make sure everybody's on the same page, then the gifts you do leave, if you choose to leave anything, it's a matter of, man, you know, mom and dad loved us this much to take care of us and to do these things and our kids and grandkids, and you leave a legacy of generosity and, and love and grace. So that's kind of what we're looking to build. But literally every family handles it differently. The biggest thing is that you handle it, that you don't die with things left Mm open-ended and undealt with. So we want to make sure that we have plans that are properly built out for your family. Now, if someone comes in, they say, I have no family. I have no kids. I have no this. Okay, then we'll build a plan. But you still need a plan for it because there's even if it's just you. You work too hard to let the government rip a bunch of it That's unnecessarily. That's the truth. Give it to, you know, give it to Sarah McLaughlin and the puppies. Right, or, give it to the charity or the church that you want. Give it somewhere, but don't let the government rip it. You worked hard and too hard for 25, 30, 40% just to disappear because you didn't want to spend 1500 bucks on a will. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot that can be done and should be done. And every family is unique. But like Tony Bennett, where when you go back and you say, getting my family together on the same page to make sure that the legacy is good. That's what we want to do. So no matter where you come from in life or where you're going, having a plan that's detailed out that protects you is the key. And getting that plan together is as easy as visiting our website. Lifeplanwealth.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation. That button at the top of the page Start your retirement roadmap today. Just click there. You're going to answer a few questions. Mike and his team are going to get back in touch with you and begin this conversation with you as well, working to help you figure it all out. Again, it's lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NP. PN number 9650939.